When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we're here to talk some midweek Auburn sports. Dustin, there's been a lot going on on the Plains, man, a lot to talk about. Uh, how you been, man? I'm good, buddy. Um, quarterback, 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 huh? Yeah, but there's there's been a lot more going on to everything, man. You know, we've we've gotten a commit, uh, got some edge help, uh, a guy that can move around. Uh, he can he can do it all, man. He can play the jack. You know, he he can he can help out in in numerous spots. And and I know a lot of people have been paying attention to what's been going on with the football talk with Casey Thompson or Peyton Thorn. Uh, but you know, uh, man, that there was there was some shocking news that come out today on the baseball side of things and folks this uh this doesn't even have to do with auburn all right but it's got to do with the folks across the state right uh, it's just a little short two-hour trip from auburn alabama right uh, and that is the university of alabama's head baseball coach brad bohannon was relieved of his duties today dustin pretty wild while he was why he was fired uh some of the wildest news that i have ever heard since i have been watching college baseball and i tell you this i started watching college baseball when i was a very very young child and this might be the wildest thing that i have ever heard in the game my buddy was point shaven all right and not only point shaving they got him talking on the phone to the cat while he is placing a bet bananas off the charts i mean did you not think you would get caught what's going on here man like dustin insane bro it's uh it's 2023 you know you can't this isn't (laughs) It's not the days of John Dillinger where you can rob a bank in Indiana and they'll go across state lines to Illinois and the cops have to watch you as you drive away because they can't cross state lines. You can't yeah. do that anymore, man. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if you saw, saw some federal investigation type stuff. I mean, you can't do this. It's uh, I'm pretty sure this is highly illegal, uh, considering especially that uh, the, you know, you're know you placing bets in Ohio while you're in Louisiana. It's probably all kind of laws that were broken here, man. Um, for, for, you know, Still a lot of stuff to... Uh, to find out they say right now they don't uh, anticipate there being any players or any of the other coaches involved so the first thing that i think of is i feel sorry for the players mm. uh, you, you come you come to practice every day you go to these games and these guys are giving it their all and then the guy that you're trusting to steer you in the right path is mm-hmm. out here throwing games while you're on the road playing the number one team in the country that is that's wild and uh swift action has to be taken they have to get ahead of it because you have to protect the integrity of the game, man. 
Yeah, he, he'll never coach college baseball ever again. No, never. Disgrace. Yeah, yeah, absolute disgrace. Yeah, you ruined you ruined uh, the, the love of the game for them kids, man. Uh, I can only imagine, and they have to play tonight. They got to play Vanderbilt tonight. You just lost your head coach because he's over here gambling. It's 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 the the most unbelievable story I've ever heard, dude. Like, how in the hell do you do this, man? Like, like you said, you can't get away with this. There's no way you're gonna get away with it, and. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I was one of the first people to come out and say, eh, this, this story's kind of story's kind of dog water, you know, like right. obviously some person saw LSU money line and said, Hey, you know, they're playing Alabama. Paul Skeens is on the mound. They're probably going to win. But then when the state of New Jersey, all right, that was Ohio, the first state that shut everything down on the Alabama baseball team. No bets can be placed. Uh, and I kind of said, okay, well, now New Jersey's involved. And I'm sitting here going, well, that's two states. And they're saying that they're going to have to go back and look at every game that he has coached at the University of Alabama. And that this has happened numerous times. So then I started backtracking and saying, well, hold on. Like, this – this isn't dog water. Like, there's something to this, bro. Like, this dude was really doing this to these kids. And that's what blows my mind. But, you know, I kind of look at it, Dustin, and I see the way he acts during games. I'm not shocked. Like, I'm not shocked at at, at his actions doing this, honestly. Like, you know, I, I saw the Arkansas fans. They were like, hey, you mocked the hog call, and karma come back and got you, all right? You know, he got ejected and went out there and, you know, threw his hands up and all that. Uh, you know, just – I don't know how you throw all of this away, Dustin, because you had a damn good team this year, right? Mm-hmm. And you do this, and now I had a buddy text me today, so don't put me on record when I say this, but I think it's true. But my buddy's an Alabama fan. He texted me today, and he was like, hey, he also has a couple lawsuits out on him for the way he has handled arm injuries through his career at Alabama. So a couple of former players, I guess, like I said, don't quote me on that, but I believe a former, a couple of former players have lawsuits out on him. And that was also another thing that the University of Alabama was kind of uh, like, hey, this is your last strike, you know. And so here we are, man. Like Brad Bohan, and I just want to say, I'll say this: you're a disgrace to yeah. every kid on this roster. You're a disgrace, in my opinion, to the kids you were recruiting to come to the University of Alabama. And you're a disgrace to college baseball. You're SEC. a disgrace. Yeah. At, yeah, you're a disgrace to the SEC. You have made the conference look like shredded cheddar today i mean just absolute cheese bro i i just uh i can't believe it dustin i really can't man yeah it's it's super embarrassing dude it's just crazy and let's you know let's go big picture man so this the year for the university of alabama um dude tough tough year 
At mm. this point, I, we ended last podcast mm-hmm. with with me in jest, you know, making a little joke about Alabama. Yeah, and here we are kicking it at their uh, about their deputy AD getting arrested, Ooh. and then here we are tonight leading off the show with something about yep. Alabama being in trouble. Uh, you go back to the Brandon Miller stuff. You go back to the uh, what was it last week? Was the kid that was uh, coming in the transfer portal to the basketball team? Mm-hmm. You go back to the Tony Mitchell stuff. That's just dude. Yep. <laughs> been a rough, been a rough uh, start to the year for him. And it's uh, I don't ever want to hear the term Scam Newton ever again. Mm. I just don't mm. want to hear it because one because in that time period, uh, I one hundred percent know for fact. Okay, no for a fact that there were players on your team getting paid. I know one in particular. Uh, and then when it comes to, so yeah, did we pay Cam Newton some money? For sure. Just like everybody's been doing. So for you to stand on hold on like you're on this holier than now ground, I'm just saying, I ain't hearing it. So they always like to call us little brother. I'm looking at big brother and saying, dang, dude, get your shit together. Hey, you know, uh, Cam Cam said it was an ongoing investigation, okay? And guess what, Brad? You have found yourself in an ongoing investigation. Uh, but in my opinion, for something totally bizarre and way worse than anything that Cam Newton ever did. So, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you on how I feel about it, Dustin. Go eat shit, Brad Bohannon, because yeah. you toyed with these kids, bro. You toyed with them. And you were having a hell of a season. It, I mean, Alabama baseball had been down for a little while. You were having a pretty damn good season. They beat us two out of three. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had some quality wins. You know, they took Florida to the brink. I mean, it, they were a solid baseball team. Had a couple arm injuries here and there. Uh, I know Grayson Hit was a big loss. He, we, They lost him uh, while they were playing us in that series. So, just – I feel bad for the. I feel bad for. The, look, we're we're Auburn fans through and through, man. But this is probably one of the only times that I will feel bad for yeah. a group of uh, the University of Alabama athletes, man. Uh, this is uh, this is shocking, dude. Like he he sat he sat in their living rooms and looked their parents in the face and said, "You can trust me to take care of your kid." Yeah, knowing he was yeah. doing this kind of stuff just unbelievable man it's uh it speaks to just a lack of care that you just you have no moral compass you have no character mm-hmm. you're out here think about it dude everybody's at this game you got fans in the stands you got umpire every this whole event is going on and you yourself are jeopardizing the entire integrity of it and this yep. is this, this game has been played in this country since since i mean what Late 1800s, like since the yeah. forever, dude. This is, this is America's pastime, all that. And here you are, and it's happened before. And here's the thing about it, buddy. The Black Sox was over 100 years ago at this point. Everybody knows what they did. Everybody mm-hmm. knows their names. That It hasn't been forgotten. Pete mm-hmm. Rose, everybody knows the deal. One of the greatest players ever. But he, but he did something that you cannot do. It's never going to be forgotten. You will never be able to wash yourself from this because you jeopardized, like I said, the very integrity of what we're doing out here. And now more than ever with legalized sports betting, they have to come down hard on it. They have to really jump on top of it. They can't let it get out of hand because remember last year when people literally were, were tweeting out 
and saying on social media that the NFL is scripted and they get WWE scripts. Mm -hmm. And people are really believing this type stuff. They have to come out and jump ahead of this dude. And I will say for just for um, just for the for the University of Alabama in, in general. There has to be there has to be repercussions when you mm-hmm. allow when you allow people <clears throat> and institutions to continue to skate by without punishment. You get a mess like what you have at the start of this 2023. You keep letting them skate and never coming down hard on them. But yet every time Auburn farts, here you come with the FBI. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not it, it, this is what happens. This is what happens. It's like a kid that you don't punish, and now he's acting up in the grocery store, and you can't get him to calm down. <laughs> You're right, man. Uh, insane, insane story. All right, uh, just like we said, uh, pray for them kids, man. Pray, pray for them dudes, and and what they're going through right now. Like I said, they're playing a game against Vanderbilt tonight, and they're having to deal with this crap. Like just, just. Yeah. Yeah. Feel for him, man. Feel for the University of Alabama baseball team. Honestly, even though we're Auburn fans, just do that for us tonight. Feel for those kids, man, because they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough situation. But Dustin, man, let's move on to what we have on the plains this weekend. And my man, we have the number one LSU Bayou Bengals baseball team coming to the plains, my friend. Uh, this is a very, very talented squad. But the Auburn Tigers look to be on fire with uh, going to Columbia, South Carolina last weekend, taking two of three from the yard Cox. And look, man, this is another ginormous opportunity. Okay. And I feel like there has been some rumbling on Twitter and Auburn has made some moves to really pull people to Plainsman Park this weekend. I know graduation weekend, everything's going to be a little more jam packed in there. All right. There's going to be a little bit more uh, motion on campus and everything. Uh, So look, really get in there. All right. Jam it out. All right. Pack it out and get loud one time, because let me tell you something. When they let that eagle go over Plainsman Park, I mean this this place better erupt, dude. Because that that I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, it's it's the it's a first timer. All right, never happened. They're going to let it happen, and I think it's pretty damn cool, man. I think that's special. I think that's going to be something to see. But Friday night, I got to hit on this, man. Our guy Chase also. Getting the start Friday night. All right. Auburn releases the starting rotation. Chase also on Friday. Tommy Vale on Saturday. And Christian Herberholtz on Sunday. Dustin, how are you feeling about this weekend, the fans, everything I just talked about, but also this pitching rotation that Butch Thompson has set out for the Auburn Tigers? The Eagle, the Eagle's gonna be sick, dude. That is yeah. gonna be so cool, man. Uh my brother. He's not gonna be able to go, and he's he's gonna he was gonna give me his ticket his tickets before he sold them, and that almost makes me want to go. If the, if the tickets weren't in Tiger Terrace, I would go, uh, but you know I'm not driving three hours to not be able to see, so yeah. it kind of is what it is there. And the game starts at eight o'clock because you know they're mm. doing graduation and all that, so that's a really late start. But dude, that's gonna be sick. It's so cool. It makes you almost want to want to make the drive and go up there. Mm-hmm. And I think you gotta win when you do that for the first time. It's like no doubt. Can't, can't lose now 
As far as the rotation, man, that is I double checked it to make sure I wasn't looking at it wrong. Uh, the thing, the thing that I, that worries me about it is this: just haven't one, just honestly haven't seen too many good things from Chase this year, and I don't, I don't like it on Friday night because mm-hmm. if he gets run in an inning in a third, here we are dipping into our bullpen game one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust Bush Thompson, but we'll be back here on Sunday and we'll see how this goes. Because if it goes bad and we have to use five, six guys, I, I don't it's gonna, I don't get it. Here's my thing, Dustin, okay? I think Butch is saying you're throwing Paul Skeens, the best pitcher in America, right? So LSU is going to come with Paul Skeens. Excuse me, let me adjust my mic real quick. Uh, sliding down on me there for a minute. Okay, so LSU's coming with Paul Skeens, number one pitcher in America. All right, I mean he's going to win every award imaginable. The dude's got like a a what is it a one nine three ERA. All right, he's yeah he's eight and one. Okay, I I mean I've rarely seen him get touched up. All right, so you're throwing that guy. Um. You can't waste Tommy Vale on Paul Skeens, okay? You can't waste Christian Herberholtz on Paul Skeens. So who do you waste on Paul Skeens? You waste Chase Awesome. I, I agree with it. I like it. I think it's a great move from Butch because what are we looking at, Dustin? Win one game. Win one game, all right? You want to win two. You want to win two. But win one game. Make sure you get one of these, all right? right? Because then Saturday, LSU's coming back with Ty Floyd. He has a plus four ERA, all right? He's almost got a a five ERA, okay? Uh, He gives up runs, all right? Uh, We've seen Ole Miss. We've seen Alabama. We've seen numerous teams put up runs on this LSU pitching staff. If you can get to their bullpen, they will give up runs, all right. And then I think they have Christian Little going Sunday. I think he has close to a five ERA as well. He's sporadic. He's transferred from Vanderbilt. Uh, Mikey in our episode uh, with him, he talked about him a little bit. Look, man, I think you're really shooting for Saturday and Sunday. And, look, I don't want to have this loser-type attitude where I'm just saying, oh, win one game. No. I'm looking at bigger picture Auburn fans. All right, I'm look. I'm not, do I want to take two out of three from the number one team in the court, uh, country? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, I want to take two of three, Dustin. But I'm looking at bigger picture. All right, I'm looking at what can get us into the NCAA tournament, the field of sixty-four, and that is if you win one game this weekend and you win your next two series, you're a lock. All right. And the reason why I know you're a lock, Dustin, is because D1 baseball projections have come out and they have put us off the line of the first five out, right? They put us into the tournament as a three seed in the Miami Regional down in Coral Gables. How cool is that? They have us rematching Indiana as the two seed, stacked regional, all right? But you're in the tournament. So you win one game this weekend. You're in mighty damn good shape, Dustin. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, so you just beat 
you just won your series versus the number one RPI team. That mm-hmm. probably means more in the end than the polls, right? Yeah. So you just took a series versus the number one team. The way the committee is going to look at it, the way they're going to seed it out, what goes into the analytics of it. So, yeah, win a game this weekend and then handle your business in the mid, these next couple of midweek games. Quit dropping those like we talked about. Luckily, we didn't have one this week. And then handle your business versus Ole Miss and Missouri. Win those series. Just take two out of three in those series. It doesn't have to be nothing crazy. And then you, and then you finish the season winning four of your five SEC series. You said, okay, we lost. We won. We took one out of three versus LSU. Under that scenario, you're probably not a three seed anymore. You're probably going to yeah. be a two seed. You probably finish out as a two seed. Win a couple games in the SEC tournament, maybe make some noise, and you're mm-hmm. really good to go. So yeah, you don't. This is not winning. Winning last weekend, and then off the back of winning that Mississippi State series, gave you some breathing room. Don't get swept mm-hmm. this weekend. Don't lose the momentum yeah. you've gained. But this gives you some breathing room. And I like like we talked about Sunday. I like the fact that we we're going to be fresh. Everybody's good to go. No midweek game. I like where we sit, man. I like where we sit. And you make good points. I didn't think about that with Allsup uh, going Friday and just saying, hey, let's take Saturday and Sunday. So let me ask you this. Who then, when when Chase comes out, let's 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 go, let's go. Good, perfect scenario. Let's say he gives us four good innings. Who's the first guy out to pin then? You want it to be Bauman? No. You want to save no. all those guys? Yeah, you want to save one too. Yeah, I don't care if you throw Trevor Horn. Okay. You you said look, obviously you can't get beat 24 to 5, you know. Um but maybe you throw uh, if Crotch felt's okay to throw, maybe you throw him, maybe. I would like that. I would like you that. You know. Um that's interesting, man. You make good points with that. And here's the deal for Chase. Step up. You're getting the ball on Friday night again. Take advantage of it, man. There's plenty of guys on this pitching staff that are pitching well now that started off rough. Take their example. Do what Copeland did. Grab that opportunity by the balls, man. You're getting the ball on Friday night versus the number one team in the country. It can go one of two ways. You can fade underneath the bright lights, or you can take your damn job back. Yeah, great point. This is what everybody was expecting at the beginning of the year, right? Two guys that that can buzz, you know, upper 90s. Paul Skeen's letting it go at 99, 100 miles an hour. Chase also buzzing 96, 97, 98 at times. Uh, So, you know, you were expecting this matchup at the beginning of the year. Chase also, Paul Skeen's, two guys that were really trending up at the beginning of the year. Paul Skeen's, he delivered. Chase also has not. So uh, that's how the cookie uh, the cookie crumbles. And, uh, you know, good luck to the Auburn baseball team this weekend. Like always, we'll be pulling for you. We're excited. Uh, a lot of the Auburn faithful looks to be heading to the Plains this weekend, seeing a lot of activity on Twitter. So that is really nice to see. And good luck to the Tigers, man. We're uh, really pulling for you. We will be tuned in, locked and loaded and uh, getting rowdy. So, Dustin, moving on, man, from the baseball side of things, not much really happening on basketball right now. So, uh, we're going to skip that talk tonight. Still waiting on some things to to fall in place on the hardwood. So, let's jump over here to the football side of things, man, and let's talk about a big-time commitment that the Auburn Tigers uh, locked down. And, and they get help at the edge with the App State transfer, Jalen McLeod, man, uh, a position in need for the Auburn Tigers, uh, especially, you know, uh, we've had a couple guys uh, depart out. 
uh, on in the front seven. And I know there's still a couple of more needs in that department for Auburn. Uh, but this guy, turn on the film against Texas A&M, man. I mean, the dude is a dog and exactly what the Auburn Tigers needed. Uh, so how do you feel about Jalen McLeod, man? Well, the most important thing to me is what you you uh, mentioned in the intro talking about him. There's some versatility. He can play a little bit of line, you know, inside linebacker. He can do some of that. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's going to play a lot of jack and a lot of edge. And I believe what we're hearing the game plan is going to be now with the departure of Emba, you're still going to see Keldrick Falk in his edge position, but he's big enough to play that defensive end position opposite side where the jack is going to be. He's going to do that now because – Emble is just going to get significant reps there. So now Keldrick will probably slide into that two spot there behind Marcus Harris and take that role as well, and they'll rotate him in on edge and all that. McLeod probably not big enough to play on first and second down unless you're in like a second and 17, an obvious passing situation or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, like I said, versatility, maybe you can put him out there and he can do some different things in zone, all that kind of stuff. So I like it. And they say that the NFL scouts called the Sun Belt SEC AAA. Like, really? Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the thing I've heard. I've heard that on several different uh, uh, NFL draft prospect uh, podcasts that I was watching leading up to the draft. Heard that from multiple places. So they got talent in the Sun Belt. It's usually guys like this that uh, are three star type players. They're just uh, you know they're considered a little bit too small. And me personally, dude, when it comes to the portal, if you if I have my option between a guy like this coming from a Group of Five team, uh, a Sun Belt team, a team we respect like App State. Mm-hmm. Um, going from beautiful campus to beautiful campus, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but a team like that that you respect, I, I would rather have a guy from the Sun Belt, a, a group of five team that had some good numbers and has some success that is ready to prove himself at the next level versus getting a four or five star from a Big Ten team that hadn't panned out. Mm-hmm. Get, get, give me the cat from the smaller school that's been told he's too small, he's too this, whatever, that didn't lose a battle for whatever reason. He was starting at his school and is right. supposed to come over here and make a name. He's got two right. years of eligibility left, so that helps. It's not just a one-year rental. And uh, so I'm excited for him, man. His numbers last year, he uh, 41 tackles, 7.5 tackles for loss, six sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and eight quarterback curries. And like you said, gave a and hell in that game. So – a dog, a high motor kid that plays with high energy is going to be motivated to get out here and uh, make it happen. So, and to me, and I get all the quarterback talk. We're about to get into some of it. I get all that, but like for me, man, this is the biggest position to need. This is my biggest concern yep. coming out of a day and out of the spring. Is I love to see our offensive line finally getting some push, but that defensive line they pushed around was our defensive line. That's the that's the the contradictions of the spring games, right? So, and we are thin there. We just are thin on the D line. We're thin at that edge. We're thin at that jack position. So this is a huge, huge gift for us, a huge death piece, and I'm fired up for it. Man, love the breakdown, Dustin. Uh, I, I'm excited, and and uh, when we started hearing it, and and it really getting into motion, we really started getting excited, especially like you mentioned after Emba hit the portal. In my opinion, that was a mistake. Yeah, All right. you're going to get reps, buddy. Man, you were in the two deep. What are you doing? Like, in Purdue? that You go to Purdue? Like, what? I, I mean, massive mistake, in my opinion. Massive mistake. And I, uh, and, and I doubt he was just given a starting spot, right? Like, he's probably at least starting off at the yeah. two there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. Yeah, They weren't like, hey, you're a starter. Right. No, you're going to have to come in and compete. Uh, and and just like you were doing at Auburn, so I, you know, 
a part of me, a part of me, Dustin, kind of thought of it like this when I saw his name go into the portal. I just kind of said, "Look, this is a guy that, like you mentioned uh, last episode, this is a guy that was recruited by Harson, right? And I think this is a guy that just said, "Hey, look, this isn't this isn't Brian Harson. This isn't the guy that recruited me. I don't really care to be here." And I think that's what you kind of got is, yeah, he he might have played. All right, he was on the two deep. All right, he was getting reps during the spring game and everything. But I think he was just kind of clocked out. He was like, hey, this ain't the guy that recruited me, so I'm out of here. It is what it is. Good luck to him. Man, wish you all the best. Um, let's move over to the quarterback position, Dustin. Moving on along, man. Uh, look. Is Peyton Thorne the next quarterback? We will start there. Michigan State transfer, got two years of eligibility left. Uh, led Michigan State to an 11-2 and two season two years ago. Yeah. So, uh, the dude can play, all right? They took a little step back last year. Obviously, he didn't have the talent around him like he did the previous year. Uh, but he still f- threw for 19 tutters and, and 11 picks, all right? You know, uh, Jarrett Stidham, go check his numbers if you think this guy uh, isn't putting up great stats uh, because I think Jarrett Stidham only threw for 18 tutters uh, both of his years. I think he threw for 18 for on both of them, honestly. Uh, so, you know, 19, 19 touchdowns in a year, I'll take it, okay? Let's go to TJ Finley transferring, all right? That's really what opened up the door. For this to happen, well, the Auburn Tiger fan base see Casey Thompson enter the portal. Dustin, what was the first thing that was said, Dustin, when Casey Thompson entered the portal? Uh, there's QB one. There's yeah. QB one. There he is. There he is. That's him. He's Timothy. He's him. All right. He. We got to get him because of why, Dustin. Robbie, Robbie's trash, bro. Robbie's trash. This is an upgrade, dog. Homie, I'm telling you, go watch the tape, dog. All right? <laughs> yeah, I watched the tape. As a matter of fact, I watched him live last year. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. All right? But I said, what did I tell you a couple week, well, a couple weeks ago, Dustin, is all these cats on Twitter, as soon as somebody hits the portal, it's immediately, he's him, bro. He's Timothy. all right? You want to know what it is? Auburn fans are tired of losing. So, Auburn fans are impatient. That's what it is, all right? You have no idea if Ben Bryant from Cincinnati was him, okay? You had zero idea. You've never seen Ben Bryant take a snap, all right? Like, stop. Stop. And you're on here, he's him, all right? He's an upgrade. Stop it. Now, what did I text you last Friday when Peyton Thorne hit the portal? That's the one, yeah. I immediately text you and I said, there he is. Yeah. I said, that's the guy. Two years of eligibility left. Go watch his tape. Get on YouTube. Watch the way he spins it. Dude's good, man. All right? But I know on this podcast, we're not giving up on Robbie Ashford either. Because I can tell you. All right, for any fan out there who wants to sit here and say, oh, well, Robbie's trash, all right, Robbie's trash. Yeah, does does he have some problems throwing the football with accuracy? 
and everything. Is his mechanics a little messed up? Yeah, they are. All right. We're not shying away from that on this podcast. We're not. He could barely get to 50% last year. All right. But he's going to be on the field. He just is. He's too much of a playmaker. He's too much of an athlete. He's too quick with the ball in his hands. He's too elusive. He can go Mississippi State. Go back and watch Mississippi State game. Pops. Pops, bro. Like a flash, just like that. A, a cut to the sideline. See you. Gone. Yep. House call. All right. Next, it's, it's next level athleticism. It's rare yes. athleticism. He's going to play. He's going to be on the field. Is he going to be the starting quarterback? I don't know. All right. But Dustin, like Mike G said last night, like you said yesterday afternoon on Twitter. All right. Appreciate the shout out, Mike G from the Uptempo podcast, uh, the War Report. We appreciate everything you guys have done for us so far in the short little jo- uh, journey of mine and Dustin's. Uh, but Auburn will start a quarterback next year. That is proven. All right. Here's my thing, Dustin. Do you honestly think Hugh Freeze is going to let us trot out there in September of 2023 and let us look like a clown show? No, dude. He, he I mean, look at the <laughs> look at the people he's won games with. He won yeah. games with Bo Wallace, and I'm not saying Bo Wallace is a scrub, but he's certainly not. He a wasn't great. Player. He's he not wasn't a great. Leader, man. Like Hughes won games with plenty of guys. The guys that he took over with at Liberty, he never won mm-hmm. less than eight games at Liberty, and they had played what one year of Division One football. Yeah, look at what he did. I mean, he signed top five classes at Ole Miss. Like it's uh, on the field, off the field. Hugh Freeze is about it, dude. Like I just, I just trust him. He's never coached a game at Auburn. His resume speaks for itself. To me, it's it's kind of the same thing as when Brian Kelly went to LSU, and there were people like, "Is this going to work? Is this going to work?" Have you seen this cast record? And it's not a situation. I know we kind of we saw with Brian Harson where it was like the record. Nah, he's won big games at Cincinnati, won big games at Notre Dame. Yeah. You know Brian Kelly's a big time coach. You know that Hugh Freeze is a big time coach. Hugh Freeze has proven this. He's proven it. If you mm-hmm. saw what Malik Willis was at Auburn, and then what Hugh turned him into into a third round pick, mm-hmm. then I ask you which is all a college job is, a coach's job is. Whatever happens to that player in the NFL is that, right? I got to get you to the league. Yep. To turn Malik Willis into a third-round pick, when we saw what he was, very uh, talented but raw, Yep. how would you not have faith that you can win games with Robbie Ashford? I don't I, I don't understand that. And I'm going to tell you, and, a lot, and this isn't like my uh, – we all – this I had this initial reaction, but – we're, I've seen other people record podcasts since then. So to all, this is not like, I'm not claiming this is my take at this point because several people have put it out. But listen, bro, this idea that us getting Thompson or Thorne is our only avenue to making a bowl game is the stupidest take out there from the national media. We mm-hmm. went five and seven with some of the worst coaching has Auburn has ever seen. That's yep. one win away. From a bowl game, and I can point to that LSU game. I can point to some other games and say, should have won them games. Mississippi State should have won that game. Like, could have had seven wins, really, with all yeah. that stuff going on. So to just act yeah. like everything depends on the on something happening, 
We can win a game. We can win games with Robbie Ashford at quarterback. We went to Tennessee in 2013, Blake. We beat the brakes off of them in Neyland Stadium. Mm-hmm. And Nick Marshall went two for three passing. Yeah. Me and you text been texting back and forth. What have I been saying? I don't give a damn how you move the sticks. Just yeah. move them things, bro. I don't care how it gets done. I don't care. So if Robbie has to throw 12 passes, but we got 400 rushing yards as a team, and they're scrambling trying to figure out who to stop on the zone read, Jarquez or Robbie, I don't care. Would I like to see us have a nice balance of both? Yeah, but don't kid yourself. Peyton Thorne, if I had to put money on it, will be your starter week one. And everybody knows how much I love Robbie. But don't kid yourself. We're going to run the ball way more than we pass the ball next year, regardless, regardless of who's at QB. So overall, my thoughts on it are you have to have somebody because without the guys on the roster, you've got, what, eight, nine games of starting experience total now. So Mm -hmm. you definitely got to bring in a guy. You're bringing a guy here that's got – played in big-time games at Michigan State. Big Ten is right there on the SEC's level at this point. It's uh, pretty much neck and neck when you look at stuff like the NFL draft. Uh, so he's played in those big moments. He's not going to be intimidated when we go to Baton Rouge. He's not going to be intimidated when Georgia comes in. And like you said, the kick can spin it. That's what I like. That's what jumps off to me. He can really spin that thing. And 19 touchdowns to 11 interceptions in a really bad system and a really bad year. If that like that's your floor, that's your that's your that's pretty good. That's you in a bad year, and then I saw what you were in a good year. Yeah, and uh, so this is this is a guy that I'm excited about. And like Mm -hmm. you said, you can still get the ball in Robbie's hands. You have to. You can't leave that type of a dynamic athlete off the field on the sideline. So it's interesting. It all kind of sees now because don't doesn't it just feel like if it was going to be Thompson, you would have wrapped it up on Monday or Tuesday, right? See, that's that's my thing is. I felt like if it was Casey Thompson, this thing would have already been a done deal. Right. It would have been wrapped up. It would have been done. There would have been a photo session. I think there would have been, um, you know, the the press conference to to end the the recruiting visit. Uh, I I know he left without giving one. Uh, so that's my thing, man. Is you take the photos, you get the graphic made. It would have already been announced, in my opinion. That's just me, though, Dustin. Yeah, I think it's the shoulder because Robbie's got shoulder issues. They popped up again in the spring. Do you want your first and second option to both be guys that you have serious shoulder concerns over? Okay, so so here's my thing with this, and and this is what I was trying to point out to the to the Auburn faithful. Okay, is me and you talked about it, like you just said. All right, you bring in Casey Thompson, shoulder surgery in the off season. Bang. All right, they're saying that's why he lost the job at Nebraska to the. Uh, was a Jeff Sims guy. All right. Uh, so he had offseason shoulder surgery. What happens when he comes in? He's QB1, starting quarterback, and he gets hurt. So now you got to go to Robbie. All right. Well, Robbie has shoulder issues. Robbie gets hurt. Well, guess what? Now you got to go to Holden. All right. Here you are, third string quarterback, right. no backup. Hank Brown. Hank Brown. Yeah. yeah. Like, Come on, man. Uh, it's got to be Peyton Thorne. It's got to be Peyton Thorne. And, 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 and look, Casey Thompson, if you do the one-year thing, right? All right, so if you do the one-year thing, he plays. Then Robbie – does Robbie transfer? All right, does Holden transfer? 
All right, because then you got Walker coming in. Yeah, does does Hank transfer? Like, like, what are you doing? At least you know when you have when you have Peyton Thorne, you got two years. Mm-hmm. All right, you got two. In my opinion, if you go Peyton Thorne, that means you're two years with Peyton, and then you are priming that next year for Walker. All right. You're really no no offense to to Hank or or anybody uh, in that quarterback room, just me, because I think Hugh is all about Walker. Okay, um, and what other what what other better guy to to learn from than Peyton Thorne, a guy that's been around the block, like you said, played in big games, right? That's where I think it goes. All right. Do not give up on Robbie Ashford. Stop getting on Twitter and calling him fucking trash, man. Like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. I'm tired of it. It's exhausting. The dude is on your damn football team. The dude plugged in for your team last year. And when your coach was fired, Cadillac takes over. He's your damn quarterback. He leads you to a huge win at home against Texas A&M. I know they were a bad football team, but damn it, he won a game, all right? Electric atmosphere. He almost brought you from behind in Starkville. That was an 8-4 and four football team. 9-4 and four because they won their bowl game, all right? We should have won that game. Yeah. He was he was busted up that game, too. And, and like, like, man, stop. Just stop. Look, do I agree with some of the things that are said on Twitter? I agree with some of them about him him mechanically and everything. Yes, I do agree. All right? But stop calling him trash, dude. I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Like, it's, it's old. The kid's going to play. He's going to play. My problem with it is, Blake, you're discounting what he does with his feet. You're acting like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm sorry. It matters when the yep. guy when he has a hundred something rushing yards when he's that when they have to account. Just listen. Don't take my word for it. Listen to what the other coaches say about him. Listen to what the opposing teams say about him. Several games yep. at the end of the last year, they go that number nine was a problem. He leaves them in the dust. He's an yep. elite athlete, elite athlete. Those kind of guys, Hugh Freeze will find a way. If Peyton Thorne's the starter next year, which all signs point to it, if that's the case. Robbie's going to find ways to get on the field and he's one injury away. And then, then you're in a great situation because now your backup quarterback is a guy that started eight, nine games. So he's not just, yep. you're not just going, Oh goodness. He's not just throwing it, you know, in the wind all of a sudden with no idea what to do. He's going to, he's going to be ready to go. And in that scenario, you know how Robbie is. He's going to be hungry. Like I'm going to show you why I should have been QB one. And then like you said, with Thorne sets up perfect. And it's no disrespect, like you said, to Holden or anybody like that. Yeah. I would be surprised if Holden finishes career at Auburn. And yeah. I think yeah. I think he's a talented player. I think he's got a good opportunity. I think he's a good player. I mm-hmm. think he's got a very nice release. I love the way the ball looks out of his hands. It's a nice, tight spiral. Uh, I think in the right system, you know. But he's a Harson guy. And we've just seen there's not any Harson guys left. He's about the only one. And I think he decided to say, look, I'm going to give this one more year and see how this goes. But Hugh picked Walker White for a reason. And you see how excited Walker White is to be at Auburn. You see how, and obviously how excited Hugh is to have him. I mean, they're, he's 
he's basically on staff with us at this point as a recruiter. They're constantly mm-hmm. communicating, you know, back and forth. So that's that's a great relationship. So it just it all just kind of seems like, yeah, it's it's like when you get a new GM, right? All of a sudden you're looking yeah. at the coach, like, okay, he didn't hire this guy. That coach better show out this year or he's on the block. It just kind of feels that way with the holding situation. It's you're a horse and guy. This is system's not really designed for you. Sure, you can make it work, but uh ultimately, man, I would just be shocked if he if he finished out. Cause uh, I think it's gonna be Peyton and then you hand it off to Walker. And that's the ideal scenario. I agree one hundred percent. Um and, and I agree with the holding thing. Like I just don't see him uh staying at Auburn. I think he transfers and and look, kudos to him, man. Uh, go, go, go show out, you know, mm-hmm. if that ends up being the case, right. If that ends up being the case, go show out. I, I'm, I, I want you to do, uh, just amazing things wherever you go, you know? So, uh, but like I said, don't give up on Robbie. That's where I'm leaving it. Don't give up on Robbie, man. Hey, Not yet. Spring's over, right? So Peyton's yeah. still going to have to learn the system. Yeah. Um, don't give up on him. That's all I'm saying. He's a competitor. That's a fact. Uh, Dustin, let's close this thing out tonight with your final topic. I know you wanted to touch on this. The Under Armour contract for the Auburn Tigers, man. Uh, Could Auburn potentially be going to Nike, Jordan brand? Who, Adidas maybe? I don't know. Who who, Does Auburn re-sign with Under Armour? I don't know, Dustin. You know more about it than I do. Hopefully they get away from Under Armour. I hate it. I can't stand it. It sucks. Uh, Their shoes are terrible. Their clothing (laughs) is terrible. Everything about it is terrible, in my opinion. All right? I hate it. Steph Curry is sponsored by Under Armour. It's another reason why I hate it. All right? Damn. Uh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I just that that mouthpiece, bro. It kills me. Like when he okay. just stands there and chews on the mouthpiece. I yeah. But anyway, back to Auburn. Back to Auburn. Uh, yeah, man. The Under Armour contract. Where are you at with this? Uh, it's. I just listen to the recruits. Like for me, just as a fan, yes, I would like for our official gear to be cooler than what Under Armour puts out. It's just their sideline gear and all that's just not cool looking. It's kind yeah. of trash, but uh, I don't really care because I you can still go to places like Alumni Hall, J and M, and get really cool Auburn stuff. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't really affect my gear as far as all that goes. But I do care about what the recruits and all that care, and how how they feel about it. And I'll use Cam Newton as an example. So when Cam's the number one draft pick coming out of his Heisman Trophy national championship, amazing season that he has with us, he signed with Under Armour pretty much because of the relationship that he had coming out of college. So there is a connection there. And then that was what, 2011. So Under Armour was probably in a little bit of a better spot then because they came on the scene hot. They started off as just like a football brand. I remember when they came on around 03, 04, and then we signed with them um, in 05, and it was like a big deal at the time. We, yeah. did the, we had the commercials where Tubbs was walking out the tunnel, click clack and all that. And, uh, you know, it, look, it doesn't – it hasn't hurt. Uh, they were – those were so corny, dude. Do you remember the one with Steve Spurrier? I don't, but you remember the one where they're like, we must protect this house, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's on the bus and everything. Yeah. Like, so they have one, one with Spurrier where the guy, he runs a 40, and then the scout calls Spurrier. I says, do remember that. I do remember that. Spurrier goes, he ran a what? Yeah. Oh, hell, click, clack. And then he hangs the yeah. 
I do remember that, yeah. Uh, and by the way, South Carolina, they're under armor school and they're recruiting their asses off. It ain't bothering them a bit. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not like an end all be all. I think honestly, Blake, I think because I don't know how much like some it matters in football, I think, but not that you know, whatever. Like a lot of football, like a defensive tackle, a big, nasty offensive. I don't hopefully those guys don't get care too much about what they got on. And me personally, I don't give a damn if we go back to Russell, you know. Give mm-hmm. me Give me Russell jerseys and put them back on Jefferson Pilot Sports for all I care. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jefferson Pilot. Oh, <laughs> oh, that that Jefferson Pilot. Gross. That's nasty work of you, dog. Dude, that that is, is nasty work. I don't want to ever go back to Jefferson Pilot. You think you think your satellite's messed up? You're out there messing yeah. with it. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Now just, you. That's just JP, baby. Now you get 400 games a Saturday on TV, and and uh, remember like back in the day when you had to when you would play like Western Kentucky and you had to pay 49.99 and rent it on pay per view. Yeah, yeah. yeah bro, that was wild. Except was, channel 899 on direct TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was now wild. Just, now you're just sitting there trying to remember your password and hoping to God ESPN Plus doesn't crap out on you and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, I just think ultimately, man, I think it's a ba- I think it helps more for basketball. Because yeah, if you're a big time basketball recruit and then you're going into the NBA, those those relationships, like I talked about with Cam, I think it plays the, like the shoe deals in the NBA and in basketball are a lot more important than they are in the NFL and football. I think that signing with a school like Jordan or Nike can really, really, I think it would actually have a, a positive benefit on us, especially in the basketball recruiting realm. And then just the jerseys could be cooler, right? Who wore Nike? Who wore Nike? Basketball. Who wore Nike? Biggest, biggest name to ever do it. All right. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Okay. Michael Jordan. It, it, that's who you need to be with. All right. Look, I know the team across the state is sponsored by Nike. Everybody is, though. Yeah. Everybody is. All right. I know Jordan, Jordan brand has some weird thing where they only do like two or three schools per conference. And whatever, and I know Oklahoma's coming in. I know Florida's Jordan Brand. Uh, so you know, whatever. All right, I don't know who the other team. Whatever. Um, but man, I think you got to go to Nike just because Under Armour will never be Nike. Okay, mm-hmm. Nike. The swoosh is. I'll be honest with you. If you catch me in a Under Armour shirt or Under Armour shorts, I'll be straight up with you. It's because I have nothing left of my name. <laughs> All right. And the only thing I will wear of Under Armour is Auburn stuff. Okay. I got a couple pullovers and things like that. Uh, but Nike is it's the cream of the crop, man. And I think it would help tremendously in basketball, like you said. Uh, don't nobody want to wear no damn Under Armour shoes to hoop, okay? No, no. That's a They're fact. trash. And That's and I saw – I saw uh, uh, was it Bree Ellis on Twitter the other day saying that some of the softball girls, like, yeah, have yeah, the yeah, most trouble with their cleats because they're Under Armour. All the time, yeah. Yeah, she said the cleats were ass, bro, and mm-hmm. she was like – our feet hurt constantly, and she was like, "But we have to wear them because we're in Under Armour school." I, that's whack, bro. Like, yeah. 
I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just think we need to make the switch. That's where I'm at on it. So, uh, Dustin, closing this thing out, man. Uh, we got a solid 50. We're at 51 minutes right now, man. That is uh, lovely to see. And uh, we have been rolling through these things, man. So, a lot of information come down uh, on the planes. And, and uh, you know, the thing with the Brad Bohannon at the University of Alabama, absolutely insane story there. Uh, it, was a, it was a really fun night. And like always, I'm going to leave you for your final thoughts and final words, man. If you are one of the people that had a problem with the way Wander Franco flipped the ball and threw it to first base yesterday, mm. please, if you follow me on Twitter, unfollow me. If you subscribe to this podcast, please unsubscribe to it. I don't have time for you crazy people. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm. Dustin, you hit the nail on the head, and I'm so glad you brought that up, my friend. Grow up, all right? Grow up. Grow up. He's good at what he does. He's a MLB superstar, okay? He's got 15 more years in the league. Get over yourself. Be mad, but get over it, all right? Because he's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep showing out. Guess what it does, all right? It gets Tampa Bay Rays fans interested in the game. Some kid probably saw that and said, hey, mommy, daddy, all right? I want to go watch Wanda Franco play. That was pretty damn cool. All right, get over yourself. I'm sick of seeing it, bro. Baseball needs stuff like that. Baseball needs Fernando Tatis dancing out in the outfield at Wrigley Field when people are sitting there just giving it to him about steroids. All right, I don't give a damn that he took steroids. I want to see him hit them. I want to see him hit them bombs, Dustin. I want to see him hit them, hit them 496 feet, bro. I want, and then I want to see him out there, you know, just getting right. down in right field. You know, I don't care that you put a needle in you taking steroids. Barry Bonds did it, baby. And Barry Bonds, in my opinion, is the GOAT, okay? The GOAT. Man had two different Hall of Fame careers, one in Pittsburgh, one in San Francisco. I don't care about the steroid stuff, all right? I can tell you this. A lot of people are on a lot of different shit. Yeah. All right? It's factual, bro. Like, so many people are on so many different things, and you're going to sit here and get mad because Fernando Tatis is out there dancing in the outfield and Wander Franco is spinning the ball up to us. Bro, I thought it was sick. I said, oh, I said, that boy's out here being disrespectful yeah. with it. Like, I, I watch the Rays a lot, and that's just the way he plays the game. That's just the yeah. way that Wanda plays. Uh, I disagree with you a little bit on the steroid stuff, only from the standpoint of, like, my, and we'll go off on a whole thing with this. My thing is, it's for the guy that is not on steroids and trying to follow mm-hmm. the rules, and then his pitches are getting yoked. That's where the issue mm-hmm. comes in for me. Uh, as far as Wanda Franco goes, it's like, dude, that's the way he plays the game. Like you said, it gets Rays fans to the park. The Rays struggle with attendance. And there's a reason why they struggle with attendance, because they put the team in St. Petersburg, and it takes mm-hmm. you an hour across the bridge from Tampa to get to Tropicana Field. And Tropicana Field, honestly, is a dump. But they have worked <laughs> yeah, out. Like, they've, they've agreed to, some sta- to a new stadium and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully they end up putting it in Tampa around Raymond James, around Emily Arena, around the center of the city where everybody can get to it because it's just hard to cross that bridge. So the Rays struggle with attendance. 
And mm-hmm. but it's starting to rise. It's like, especially the weekends, because just be honest with you, during the week, ain't nobody going across that bridge at five o'clock to get to a six o'clock game. Cause I'm telling you, it takes like an hour to get over that bridge. Yeah. No one's, no one's going to deal with that for a, for a game on a Tuesday. And then they're not going to get back home till midnight and they got work the next day. They're not going to do that. But the weekend games, the attendance has skyrocketed. When the, uh, the Yankees come to town in a couple weekends, when y'all come in, they're going to take the tarps off the top. They're mm-hmm. expecting 35,000, 40,000 people. A lot of that is Wander Franco, the top minor league baseball prospect from a couple of years ago, is showing out, and he's fun to watch. He hits home runs, and he flips the bat. Oh, God. He flipped the ball up and then threw it to first. Oh, goodness. Why do you – like, I, I don't I don't get the problem with it. Now, if he does that and then he sails it over the first baseman's head, fair game. Clown him. Yeah, but he threw the guy out. That's not what happened. He's a flashy player. He talks. That's the way that Wander Franco plays the game. And do you want baseball to die? I don't. But guess what? This generation of kids, they're not. They're not like me and you, man. Like we didn't care. We liked mm-hmm. baseball. We liked the game that was baseball. Like we, yeah. you know. And now that I'm older, like I talked about the other day, I love the old timey aspect of it, the traditional aspect of it. But these 10-year-old TikTok kids, they don't care about none of that, man. And, yeah. they, and they're not going to because they didn't grow up like that. It's a different time. So these flashy guys that talk trash and all that. Yeah. Now, with with like with Tatis, you, you can go, you can go two ways with it. You can do what Ryan Braun did and call everybody liars and all this kind of stuff and destroy mm-hmm. people's reputations. You could, you know, and, and take this whole thing or wherever you can do what Alex Rodriguez did and never admit any kind of fault and take mm-hmm. it to court and do all this kind of stuff, or you can just dance to it and just embrace it. So I just, I don't have a problem with fights in baseball. I don't have a problem with bat flips, none of this stuff. It's fun. The game needs it. The game needs it in a time where everyone is on their phone, constantly scrolling and it's fast paced. Me, me, me now, 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 you need mm. some of this. You need these clips. You need yep. this kind of stuff. It's just imperative for baseball to stay alive. It's a, it's a huge thing for that Tampa market. Wander mm-hmm. Franco has ejected life into the race franchise. Shut up. I love it, dude. Great stuff. Uh, great final thoughts from Dustin. I love doing that every episode because Dustin always does his homework. He always brings it, uh, and it's a great little segment to end the show. Uh, that'll make a great little short there, man. Uh, that that so. was good stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, man, look, we're going to wrap this thing up an hour in. Love to see it. Uh, it was a great episode, great night. Love talking to you, Dustin, like always, man. If you could, everybody, go subscribe right down there at the bottom of the screen. Subscribe to the channel now. We would love it, appreciate it. Go check us out on all platforms, Apple, uh, Spotify, YouTube, we're everywhere, man. We are everywhere. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. Uh, Click the bell for notifications so when we do drop our content, you will get a notification. And as always, uh, get in the comment section. Leave us, leave us what you think about the episode. Uh, You know, we have a couple people each and every episode comment. Uh, The regulars seem to start flowing in. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, we're, we're just here for the journey, and we're glad to have each and every one of you right along with us. So uh, we will leave you guys with a war damn eagle like always, and let's go win a damn baseball series yeah, this weekend. Up. War eagle. See you on the next one. We're out.